the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Holly Holdren for FM 93.7, 103.1, and AM 930, The Answer. Manatee High School football is a force of nature. Now it's time to feel the power during Hurricane Hotline. Live from Joey D's Restaurant, 6401 Manatee Avenue West in Bradenton. Hosted by Danny Carter and Coach Yousef Shakur. Phone lines are open at 877-969-8600. And now... Danny Carter. Thank you and welcome to Joey D's uh, Hurricane Hotline tonight. We're waiting on Coach Shakir to get here. He'll get here eventually. Uh, usually every Wednesday he's running a little bit slower. They work a little bit harder on Wednesdays. Uh, preparation for the upcoming week when we'll travel up to Palm Harbor University to play, yes, another set of hurricanes up there. Yeah, and when you look at it, uh, Two years ago when we had to go up there, it was on a Saturday morning, and it was just miserable. Smoking hot. Oh, it was hot. And then yeah, you, it was it was brutal. The weather was bad, and I think one of the things that, you know, we talk about Coach getting here, he's had his, uh, I guess we had a little bit of rain yesterday, yesterday. was it? But uh, got a good practice in Monday, so hopefully he's taking it easy on those boys. I wouldn't count on it. No. Anyways, the uh, Hurricanes last Friday victorious over the Alonzo Ravens, 51-8. to Took it nice and easy. That no real problems with it. Everything was relatively smooth. Canes moved to 4-2 and on the season, 3-0 and in district play. And as we go through this show tonight, we'll talk a little bit about the playoffs. They're starting to take shape a little bit as everybody else is getting into playoff action as well. And, you know, as, as one game that I will bring up that I thought was kind of interesting was Vero Beach, who has not lost a – regular season football game in probably four years. Uh, Managed to pull one out again 20-15 over Centennial, which is a surprisingly strong foe this year. Yeah, and you look at the way that Vero Beach has been over the years and um, always been a a opponent of Manatee if you get deep in the playoffs at times. And we had some good trips years ago going over to Vero Beach, and they've come over to us. And, you know, we've had their number for the most part. So, you know, I I think – the way they've been running the last few years, it'd be fun to play them. And if we're playing them, we're late in the rounds, it'd be fun. That's just, uh, unfortunately, the way it's going, it'll probably be over there yeah. because the way things are going to set up, they're either going to be a one or a two seed. I think your other one that you're looking at is probably Osceola. Uh, the, those two are going to fight it out for the one-two based on just points, and that's what it's going to boil down to the same way it did last year for two undefeated squads. As far as the Canes this past week, uh, offensively, they racked up some big yards, 311 total yards, 152 on the ground, 159 through the air, which was impressive. Uh, later in the show, Gene, we'll have our uh, players of the game offensively as Wes Coleman and defensively Malik Claremont. Yeah, and, and I think Wes did a great job at catching some of those balls over the middle and then really getting some distance in there. And, you know, he's been blocking a lot all year, and it's good to see him have a good game. And wasn't a lot of yardage for scoring 51 points, but it was a lot of short fields, too, in the way the defense did to give the ball back to the offense. A lot of short fields, a lot of fast-scoring strikes. I mean, when we look back at what was going on, 
and you were doing all the scoring recaps, they were awfully short. One, yeah. two, three plays. It wasn't One a whole play, lot to it. Interception, you know, the things that happen, and it's it's fun, but, you know, getting back into it like I had to the other night, it's a little bit uh, – I'm coming up with a format for me. No, you got to. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Do time, we'll figure it out. Doing the time and distance and all that. Yep, we got to keep cranking these mics here and there. Gene's over here falling asleep on me. Falling asleep? I can can talk. That's what Eddie said. (laughs) Whatever whatever gets you through it. So let's look back last week. The Canes jumped out early 8-0, and I thought two of the things that were rather impressive or, or a little bit different for us was we score the first two times, and we go for two the first two times. Yeah, and I think that's sometimes a called play at the line of scrimmage. They look back at the coach and the way we line up. If it's open, we're going to go for it. It's not a predetermined go or not. If they don't cover it correctly, um, we're going for it. And we, the first time we went right behind the line of scrimmage, the second time they covered and it was open, and we went with the uh, the kicker. Yeah, and the, the second scoring strike was Anthony Squitteri, 57-yard scoring pass to Wes Coleman. He was right down the seam. And, I, you know, we've missed a couple of those during the year already, but uh, Squitteri's done a good job. Anthony's done a, a very good job of just staying within himself. And uh, Wesley has managed to he, – he's sure-handed. And the other thing that I'll talk to Coach about when he gets here, not only sure-handed as far as catching the football, but he's also – we've now the last two games been on punt returns. Yeah, and again, that's showing with the way they have confidence in him and with the injuries that we've had at some of our skilled players, he's able to get back there and catch it. And I think now that he's done it a few times, he's got a little bit more confidence to take the ball and maybe break one at the right time. Because when you're sitting there looking and, you know, you're still panicking, oh, do I catch it, do I run up, do I go back? Now he's got the confidence to do that. Now it may not be always a fair catch. On the offense, defensive side of things, uh, three interceptions for the defense. Uh, you couldn't have done anything any better than what they did. I know we've had some defensive coordinators through the years couldn't stop people. I won't re- mention his name right now, but somehow he thought he was Aaron Andrews the other night too. That was kind of yeah. That was always interesting. Mike Golick more. <laughs> hey, if the shoe fits, you got to yeah. sometimes try yeah, it. On, so. But you know the defense. That's three straight games we had actually. Nine, no, ten consecutive scoreless quarters going until they scored in the fourth. Yeah, and unfortunately, the the only score they got the other night was off a turnover where it gave them a short field, and you know we were already substituting at times, and so you don't look at that it was necessarily a shutout, but you know it was a great game defensively, and you know to shut somebody out in a long game like that is going to be hard, but for our defense, basically it was a shutout for the first team and the way things happened. That's a long time to go of, of never giving up points. Now, there was a lot of bend but don't break the week before. In uh, this past game, there really wasn't much of a threat. They had uh, one big play they came up with, and, and outside of that one big play that the Ravens had, they were pretty quiet. Manatee dominated, I thought dominated up front and, and created a lot of commotion. Well, and I think we look at it, we talked earlier here even at Joey D's before the show started, that our defense and our offense, both the, all of the players are starting to actually get that thickness back and you know even though for um, a few years we had got a little bit softer not as big uh, strong as we were they're strong now they're also understanding their scheme and coaches talked about that i don't want them to do too much just do what you're supposed to do and with your physicalness and the, the health of the team with on defense especially we're able to shut people down a little bit more and we're able to go deeper into the game and be fresher 
probably uh, that's a credit to your coaching staff. Managed to to coach the guys correctly. You're not getting into a bunch of stuff of trying to confuse them with schemes and things that aren't really necessary. Go out there, show a base front. You got some movement. We blitzed from from time to time. Came off the corner a couple times. It was uh, very impressive. Hadn't seen that. And and I know Chad had mentioned it during our game. There are some things that I think that we did that, without a doubt, was just basically to put it on film. One more thing for for Riverview to start thinking about because that showdown's coming in two weeks. Yeah, and obviously we you know we district championships the most important thing, and these seniors have not won a district championship, and that would be something that would really be an icing on the cake for this season to to get that. But we got to go through Palm Harbor first. Yeah, you always take it. One game at a time. There's you can't allow the you know the sleeping dog there to just kind of wake up one day and all of a sudden you find yourself in a hole and can't get out of it. And I I just don't I don't believe that'll happen. I think these guys will coach them up well enough. They'll be prepared for that game. And I just don't see a whole lot of threat coming out of Palm Harbor. And and, and when Coach Shakir gets in here, we'll discuss that a little bit and a couple of other things that uh, I've noticed and, and looking at film, but. Really and truly, the plus side of looking at film lately is, is every game we've been looking at, who's been on the other side of it is the Riverview Rams. So you're getting a multiple looks at them in a lot of different different areas. Yeah, and even though with the way they trade films now, you know, the coaches may not give you the best films that you're watching when you trade each week. But for us, having Riverview, you know, every team's going to give that because they want to see what, you know, we can do against them. And it's going to be fun to see with Coach talks about it obviously we know him there's only one thing on his mind palm harbor that's and it that's and, and, and that's that's what he's pushed and you know i thought an interesting thing was rolling in after the game last week to go in and congratulate him and there he sits with his coaching staff and they're already discussing oh. what's coming up the next week and that, that's impressive yep. and that's the first time that we've actually stopped in after the game and it was about making sure these kids do the right things at the right time and stay healthy and be good stewards of our community and for manatee high school and that's impressive to see and here's the man of the hour rolling himself in now. So you clean yourself up really nice. I like that. Hey, got to do it just for you, Dan. You're the man. Soft-spoken. So. Yeah, we were just talking, and, and, and we'll touch on it briefly, then we'll hit a break here shortly. But, uh, you know, congratulations. Homecoming win last week, 51-8. to eight. Uh, You scored early. You scored often, 37 nothing at the half, and you had to have been impressed with the way the offense played. Yes, we were set for that first series when we went to school in that first series. Oh, I know. <laughs> but uh, other than that, though, no, I was happy with the, especially when, after the first series, we was able to come out and make some adjustments. We saw what they were doing. Uh, they had a good plan, you know, to start off with. Uh, they were bringing some blitzes and they was twisting and doing some stunts on us up front. Uh, so, you know, sometimes take the kids a series kind of get used to that. So I was excited about them getting settled in and then making sure that we took advantage of what they gave us. They had a pretty good size uh, line up front. I thought we, on the defensive front of ours, I thought we controlled the line of scrimmage fairly well. Yes, yeah, so, uh, we'd have been doing a real good job of resetting the line of scrimmage, especially on the side, especially with Quinn Rome. Uh, he does a good job for us in that middle and in being able to basically control two gaps and uh, creating pressure and making that thing bubble out and not just getting easy run lanes inside that, uh, the middle component of our defense. Most importantly, it was homecoming, a lot of distractions, and uh, the, the team reacted well. I thought a little slow in the second half getting going, but, uh, you know, I know somebody was crowned the king in the whole nine yards. They had got and enjoy themselves a little bit. But, yeah, it just – homecoming is always difficult. Yeah, it is. It's uh, because – and this is the thing that I've never, ever gotten about homecoming is this. You know, it's all everything around it, but then – 
they want you to focus on the game, but they want all the distractions to come before it. And I'm like, you know, it's everywhere. It's not, you know, it's at college and high school. But then if you lose it now, then it's the end of the world. Oh, yeah. But they're like, all right, can we stay focused on the game? And that's one thing we talked about with the kids. Everything surrounds the game. Homecoming is the pageantry. Is everything is still about the game at the end of the day. And so the kids, I think, took that to heart and really focused on that and really uh, took it all in. And unfortunately, it's just it's one of those things you have to do. It's like the, the, the opening game of the season. There's always a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Homecoming's a lot of stuff going on. And then, of course, later on, you're going to have senior night that you have to deal with as well. And, and you know, there's, there's distractions with that. Mm-hmm. Not to get every mother mad at me, yeah. but I'm not a big – <laughs> senior night guy never have been i think to me that's about the moms i get it it's their last game possibly for some of them for some of them it's not but uh you know you go way way back senior night always hasn't been around you know yeah. so it's just one of those things and, and it's you got to learn to focus and as a coaching staff you got a lot in front of you to try and get them ready to play especially now because they have so many distractions already to begin with they have so many other things that they're into mentally and just trying to get them to lock in and focus on the task at hand. It was easier when it was just a pay phone, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, 25 <laughs> cent. <laughs> 10 cent. Really. Oh, yeah, 10 cent. That. I was going to say, yeah. I turn the clock back. Yeah. Board. I was, was way back in the yeah. day. So. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back more with Hurricane Hotline. You're listening to Manatee Hurricane Football, presented by Conley Buick GMC. Are you looking to get a great price on a new Buick, GMC, or Subaru? Conley and Bradenton. Need a reliable used car you can afford? Conley and Bradenton. What about great financing, expert service, and a reputation that is second to none? Yep, you guessed it, Conley and Bradenton. Hi, I'm Alan Conley. And I'm Chris Conley. From the time our grandfathers started our dealership over a half century ago, we have been proud to be part of this community. So for your family's next vehicle, come see our family, Conley Buick GMC and Conley Subaru. 800 Cortez Road West and Bradenton. Conley Buick GMC, where we treat you like family. Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Home and Crematory wishes you the best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor for over 40 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end. Depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com. When it comes to excellence in football, nobody beats the Manatee Hurricanes. When it comes to excellence in body shops, nobody beats Costantino. Costantino Body Shop specializes in collision repair with cutting-edge equipment and technology. Costantino helps you with your insurance claims and gets you back on the road. Life moves fast, and Costantino keeps you moving. 9th Street West in Bradenton. Details online at ConstantinoBodyShop.com. Bradenton's oldest and most trusted paint and body shop. Costantino Body Shop. Premier Community Bank is a proud sponsor of Manatee Hurricane Football. Isn't it time for a better banking system? Premier Community Bank is a true hometown bank, and that's hard to find these days. Premier Community Bank has a dedicated staff with a long history of service in our community. Whether it's personal or business, Premier Community Bank will take care of all your banking needs. With locations in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Parrish, there's a branch near you. Online at pcb-florida.bank. 
As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine as a top Florida attorney and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses an innate passion for helping people and an extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Offices in downtown Bradenton, 1701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104, 748-2104, or mulocklaw.com. Welcome to It's a Big Deal. That's right. The 2019 Manatee County Fair is a big deal. And you're the winner. Enjoying all that tasty good fair food, arts and crafts, youth livestock competitions, live entertainment included with admission, and those thrilling midway games and rides. The 2019 Manatee County Fair, January 17th through the 27th. It's a big deal. Decorating a light switch cover? That's a do-it-yourself. Rewiring the light switch? That's a don't do-it-yourself. Don't take chances. Call your locally owned Mr. Sparky for any electrical repair. We always leave your home safer than we found it. And Mr. Sparky's straightforward pricing means no surprises. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Terms and conditions may apply. Call for details. Independently owned and operated. Licensed in the respective state or county. So, who's going to do what? Flashlights? Nowhere to be found. Emergency supply kits? Not packed. What about blankets? We have an old towel. Cell phones? May not work. Emergency water? Not a drop. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated. The library. I'm Jones House. The bus stop. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Great. It sounds like we don't have a plan. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. AM 930, stress saver, traffic report. Good evening, 75 moving well through Sarasota and Manatee counties and 275 southbound. Still some delays as you exit the Sunshine Skyway and approach US 41 or Tamiami Trail. No problems on the DeSoto Bridge or the Green Bridge. State Road 64 and Cortez moving well. State Road 70, some westbound delays as you approach 41. University Parkway, Fruitvale, Bee Ridge, Clark Roads, all in good shape. Things are looking good on Tuttle, Beneva, McIntosh, Proctor, and Swift. And checking out Venice, Tamiami Trail, Venice Avenue, Jack Randall Boulevard, Center Road, and the Bypass, all in good shape. Dave Kosh, FM 93.7, 103.1, and AM 930, The Answer. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Joey D's at 6401 Manatee Avenue West in Bradenton. Call in now with your questions for the coach at 877-969-8600. Here's Danny Carter. Thank you. And we're back here at Joey D's Hurricane Hotline, and uh, Coach Shakir is in the house, also joined now by uh, Booster Club President Bowen Summer. And uh, Bowen, chime in anytime you want. Here, All right, so. we'll, we'll do. <laughs> Coach, let's talk uh, first and foremost. Let's get into the first half of the game. Canes come out, get 16 points on the board, and I thought something that was rather interesting about the 16 points is two two point conversions the very first two times. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you work heavily on special teams. Talk a little bit about what sets those scenarios for you. Oh, well, I, every week I look on film, see our opportunities, and we've we've had them the first couple weeks. We just didn't take them. Uh, and I just was like, we probably need to go ahead and do it in the game and make sure we can see how it works. And 
under these six. We did one of them in the kickoff classic. Uh, so, but then I uh, like, hey, let's let's open it up and let's see what we got. So, it was uh, it's something that I used to do a whole lot more. Uh, right. In my younger days, I <laughs> I used to do it all the time, actually. <laughs> and then just go from there. I'm gonna tell you who who got me like that. Uh, old Rick Darlington over at the Pop Club. We used to yeah. play each other when he was a head coach at Valdosta. And that cat, man, he had about twenty different ones. You get. We used to spend like a whole ten minute period on just uh, on fakes. He's running from Baruski. He used to have all of them things going in, and so uh, we started doing it after that, and just like it, we just started putting it on film because we saw we we spent like ten or twenty minutes of practice all week long, like every day just for that, and that took away practice time from other things. Yeah. <laughs> so we just and so we just started doing it and started working, and um, you know. I feel like this year we have the kids who really uh, can really execute those things and do those things, and uh, so it, it helps us out a lot. And now people got to spend extra time on us now because there's so many options off of it. Oh off yeah, of it's the same. Uh, the, the, and then you got to worry about all right, are they going to switch it to the right side instead of the left side this week? Uh, are they going to do a, a double, you know, old Emory and Henry formation on you? And so many things you got to think about the possibilities of it. Now, way back in the days uh, when I was at Gibbs. Uh, I ran that thing in the middle of the field a couple of times. Every time people call a timeout. So, you know. Which could be crucial down the stretch. It is. I mean, it is. We won a district championship off of that. <laughs> well, you talk about, you know, you show stuff there. And let's talk about what you've seen on film, too, that comes your way. Because I noticed it the last two games that we've watched. And going into next week, and we'll get more into Palm Harbor later. They've all, every one of them are throwing this halfback pass. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've never seen so many teams do it. It's like okay, we got nothing else going, so let's just try and make something happen. Yeah, a lot Surprisingly, of times, yeah. they connected against Riverview on it. Yeah, uh, you see that, and and they did read the first play last game. Yes, so uh, you know a lot of people just if you're a fast flow defense, you know they you gonna see it against you. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you start moving fast to that ball, people gonna be like, all right, we have to do something misdirection. Or get take advantage of what they're doing, their their aggressiveness against them, and that's actually what they did against Riverview, and that's what happened against us. You know, just overly aggressive. Right. Well, see, you're the Wildcats guy. How much of this stuff are you going to start? Oh man, it, it, it's just that, that the, the reverse and the halfback pass. That's that's kryptonite to uh, to the youth league coaches at the youth <laughs> league level. It, it's it's tough to get eight nine year old kids uh, to to stay home and. And, and to not follow the ball and, and chase from behind. So yeah, you, you, you see that a lot and you, you gotta have that in there. So. Yeah, you get the flow going one way, so oh, they're yeah. not gonna turn around and oh, come yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> so also in that first half of football, Frank Waiters comes up with his first interception of the year, takes it back to the house, 37 yard, uh, return on the, on the interception. In addition to that, you had two scoring strikes from Anthony Squiteri, a 57 yarder to Wes Coleman, and also a 25 yard to Tyrick Allen, and you know, Coach, you're starting to see some things happen. You're getting back behind the, the, the defense a few times. That was open all night long. You could see it coming. I, and, and eventually, you know, y'all hit it early on uh, with with uh, Wes Coleman for the second touchdown of the game. Those things are there. It's just a matter of buying some time to get it there or even seeing them to get it there. But, uh, you know, and, and Tyreek, he's starting to emerge more and more as a receiving threat. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, we've had a couple injuries, and so I always thought that, a lot of people get down about injuries. I just, a long time ago, I just got the mindset that 
injuries actually allow you to build depth and build quality depth and get those kids playing, get them opportunities. So that's the way we look at it, and he's taking advantage of those opportunities and those reps. So now we can get everybody back healthy. You just have that much more depth and that much more quality depth. And then also what happens, too, is that those kids uh, playing now, they don't want to go back to relegating on the side. So they, the competition aspect goes to a whole other level with playing time. And yeah. that just makes our entire team better. It's, it, it's the old statement, next man up. So, oh, yeah. you know, when you get the opportunity, you got to produce. And, and guys are starting to, to do that. You've got plenty of guys that are producing when their opportunity has, has come up. Yeah, and, and I've really noticed that, you know, not being a coach or – um, you know, there every day with opportunities I've had to, to see practice. The the, the big difference I, I see this year is the competition. I, I think there are a few guys who are a little bit comfortable last year. Uh, we, we didn't we, we didn't have the depth and the and the, and the players uh, um, uh, that we have available to us this year. But with the freshmen coming up and contributing, hey, you've got some you got some sophomores and some juniors and even some seniors are looking over their shoulder, realizing uh, if I don't get the job done, um, you know, I, I'm not going to be out there. Exactly. And, you know, and, and it's not a bad thing, and, and, and it's elevated the level of practice and the intensity, uh, you know, the, the opportunities I've had to watch. Nope. The other thing that I that you had to been, I know it put a smile on your face when it happened because it did mine. It's, it's, it's something we haven't seen much of, but to start off the second half, a 90-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, Dre Evans, uh, when he turned a corner, he gets out in front of people. No one was going to catch him. There's been opportunities, and we're going to have more opportunities, I think, in the coming weeks to return kicks. You know, a lot of people have pooched it on us trying to keep it away because you do have a lot of weapons back there. But what a return. It was a great return setup. Oh, yeah, it's phenomenal. Everybody did a great job blocking. You know, Mike Oliver had a phenomenal block on there just really to clear that whole alleyway. Uh, those guys kicked out, Tyson Phelps, all those guys did a phenomenal job of blocking. Uh, it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, Keon is usually in the middle. And I like Keon. We gonna put him in the middle. He like, coach, I'm a score. I like, I know. So he's gonna <laughs> score. <laughs> so, so he looked at me right, right when he caught him, broke out. Keon was like, I told you. <laughs> so I like, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, Manatee offensively, 311 total yards. It's pretty even. 152 on the ground, 159 through the air, and most importantly. The thing that I always get the most excited about is what you do defensively. Three interceptions on the night. And, again, the takeaways are beginning to mount. A couple of sacks we had last week, too. Yeah, it is. Uh, we're starting to get the things that uh, we, we've been preaching for and pushing for. And I think the kids are seeing uh, the success behind uh, them doing what they're supposed to do and just staying disciplined and also just playing with great effort. Uh, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit more difficult as the weeks come along. Uh, but I definitely am pleased with uh, the success that they're having and then also the confidence that they're building inside of their abilities and the confidence in doing the right thing. And when the right thing happens, you know, the success that comes with that. Right. So we got the players of the game with us tonight. They are Wes Coleman and Malik Claremont. Uh, and we'll start, let's start defense first there. Chad, and we'll go with Malik Claremont. He's got 11 tackles on the year, two sacks, one interception. Last week he recorded six tackles, three solo, and one sack on the evening. A very good night for Malik. I like you starting with defense first. Thank yes, you. Absolutely. Sometimes we don't get all the we don't get all the love like offense does. So I'm here with Malik. Malik, tell me a little bit about just playing homecoming. It's a big game, obviously, with homecoming atmosphere. What is it like as a player? Just keep your focus and make sure you're still doing your job, but at the same time. It is homecoming, and, and you want to have some fun. Uh, for me personally, it wasn't that hard because Coach 
Shakir like prepared us throughout the whole week, telling us that everything was surrounded by the game. And like I'll just play, and then when I was out, I was like, "Wow, it's homecoming!" And then once I got back in, I was focused. Uh, one of your big plays there was a sack. I think it must have been like a corner blitz off the edge or something like that. Um, what you haven't had many many of those. I haven't seen too many of them. Do you like blitzing off the edge? Do you like coming being physical like that? Uh, I enjoy it a lot. It gives me opportunity to make plays. I like making plays. Uh, you know, one of those games, just watching film before the, the the game actually on Alonzo, they ran the ball a lot um, in their film, the predominantly run. As a corner, as somebody's obviously got to play the pass, is it tough to play a run team like that and stay focused on, hey, they can pop that, that uh, play-action pass anytime? Uh, no, not really. I just guard my man until, like, he starts jogging, and then I try to go fill my lane for the run. How's it with um, – Coach uh, Neek back. Coach Dominique back. I know he's been out with uh, with his medical stuff. Is it good having him back? It's great. He pushes us a lot, and, like, he gets us mo- even more focused than the other coaches do at times. Good. Good luck this week, man. All righty. Well, Malik, I tell Malik you, the, Claremont. The, the play that stood out the most to me was he came off the backside to finally get to the quarterback. Who, he was actually headed to George sideline on that one. He just never gave up the pursuit. That was quite impressive. Oh, yeah, it's just that phenomenal effort that he gives, you know, us – Moving and changing his position to our little nickel or our star position uh, really helps us and really just puts our most athletic guys on the field. So with him, uh, that play was just all about effort. And all, and the play just exemplifies who he is and everything that he does. He's going to give all that effort in everything that he does. Uh, unfortunately, we had a defensive end that didn't keep contained up top. Uh, so uh, that's why he was. It looked. Like such a phenomenal play, <laughs> but it was what but Malik. It was phenomenal, but you know, we shouldn't have been in that situation. Right. It should have been an easier sack for Malik. It was just boy, it was just never giving up. Yeah. I, I mean, he just continued to pursue him and and eventually caught up to him. So, uh, Malik Claremont, great game and good luck again this week. Offensive player of the game, Wes Coleman. Wes Coleman on the season, 11 receptions, 251 yards. Last week, two for 62, one touchdown. It was a 57-yard reception from Anthony Squitteri. And uh, Chad, take it away with Wes. All right, here with Wes. Wes, kind of same question to you with, with homecoming. Was it? Were, were you in the court first off? No, I wasn't. Okay. So just with, with distractions, what, what is it like playing? Obviously, it's a big game because of homecoming. How, how did you, you know, prepare for that? Like, we all know it was, like, a big game with ho- me and homecoming and everything, but at the same time, you don't want to lose your homecoming game, having everyone there and all that. So it's kind of drove us to make sure we focus on the game. Now, um, we, we, we talked about earlier in the show, we've come real close to that that, uh, that vertical down the seam this year with you. I know in, in um, spring we did as well. What was it like finally catching that, scoring, um, and, and getting a big play? Oh my, it, was, it was probably the best thing I've done to the ground varsity. Like, I lined up and I saw it. I knew he was coming to me, so once I came and got into my hands, I knew I was going to score. And if so, so yeah, you say you lined up, you saw it. So ahead of time, you knew that the route was there and it was going to be open. Yeah, we had looked at each other and the kind of look in his eye, like I knew it was coming to me. Now, um, is it tough with all the playmakers we have on offense? Is it tough, you know, every single play to go out that that you know it's going to be hard to get the ball because we got to kind of give it to everybody a little bit? What's your feeling on on how that goes? No, I mean. I like the ball in my hands like everyone else does, but at the same time, it's nice seeing your brothers go out and do what they do and get the yards. And now, punt—you're you, returning some punt and stuff. Um, how do you how do you like returning punt? 
what's kind of the most difficult thing about returning punts? Uh, knowing where, like, the people coming at me are. Like, because you always got that back in the mind that I could get hit right now and not really know it. But it's been fun. I like returning punts. I feel like I'm doing okay at it. All right. Well, good luck next week, man. Boy, do I got some stories about Wes Coleman. <laughs> Let me tell you. It goes way, way back to GT Braid days of all of about 32 pounds. I couldn't shake that joker off my leg. He would annoy me up one side. It was like a gnat. He'd never leave me alone. But, man, he's, he's, he's done a great job. He's worked extremely hard. I'm proud of you, Wes. Keep it up, buddy. So, Coach, let's go back to the punt return situations here. And Wes has now, last two games, returned punts and done an extremely good job in securing the football, which is which is first, that's, that's the most important thing you can do, you know, secure the ball. And I, I, I like the change. I don't know if it was, you know, reasoning behind it. But uh, you know what? you got a guy who's sure-handed, almost like Allstate, the good hands people. Yeah, well, we knew Wesley could do it all. We had him and our own kind of switching out at the beginning of the year. Uh, so we you know, had Dre Evans, so we just kind of wanted to see what all of them was going to do, and Wesley's done a phenomenal job. But, you know, I know when I first got the job here, one of the first things people told me was like, Coach, we got to catch a punt. You oh, know? yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I've seen many of them drop or so, not even field it at all. I yeah, just let them go. Yeah. So, uh, and Coach Stallard, I, I asked Coach Stallard, for, like, yeah, Coach, I don't know what it's been, man. Uh, so uh, it's, it's phenomenal because yeah, it's just so much hidden yardage. Uh, in that, you know, when you let that ball drop and you let that thing roll, you, you're going to lose on average 12 to 15 yards. So that's a first down and a half. So and that, that was, gets you closer. That was one of the big – there was a punt in that game last week that was – who knows which direction it goes when it lands, but he turned it into really a 10-yard game because he came up and made the catch as opposed to letting it hit the ground, and who knows where it goes from there. Exactly, and that's the thing we – you know, you want to have guys back there that just – Go ahead and just go get it. You know, they're not worried about anything that happens. And they got confidence. You know, the thing about it is they got to give you room to catch it. So you just got to make a quick right. move after you catch it. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a timeout. We come back. We will talk about Palm Harbor coming up next week. We're going to talk about the playoff situation. Is it starting to make a little bit of light into it now? We're starting to see something shake out a little bit. So we'll look a little bit at the playoffs. We'll look at Palm Harbor. And we'll discuss where we'll be next week as well. So you're listening to Manatee Hurricane Football presented by Conley Buick, GMC. Former Hurricane Chuck Howard knows what it takes to be on a championship team. Howard Leasing is proud to sponsor the Hurricanes and is ready to champion solutions for your employees' leasing needs. Everything from big business to small business, Howard Leasing covers it all. From payroll processing and workers' comp to human resources and employee benefits. Get on the winning team with Chuck Howard and all the pros at Howard Leasing. Details available online at howardleasing.com. Again, that's howardleasing.com. Coastal Orthopedics proudly supports Manatee High School and Hurricanes football. Dr. Dan Lamar, a former Hurricane, is the team's medical director. Dr. Lamar and the staff of experts at Coastal Orthopedics are recognized leaders in sports medicine and wellness technology. With offices in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Lakewood Ranch, they're always close by. Details online at CoastalOrthopedics.com. CoastalOrthopedics.com. Coastal Orthopedics, keeping you in the game. 
Hurricane fans, if you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ferkins Automotive Group is your low-priced leader. Ferkins Automotive Group has a great selection of new cars, featuring Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Mitsubishi. And don't forget that Ferkins has the very best deals on pre-owned vehicles. Ferkins has been family-owned and operated for over 60 years. Visit Ferkins Automotive Group on 1st Street in Bradenton or go online to Ferkins.com. That's Ferkins.com. Ferkins Automotive Group says go Canes. When you take time out to dine out, Canes fans know to head for the island and huddle up at three of the best waterfront restaurants around. The Sandbar Restaurant, Anna Maria. The Beach House in Bradenton Beach. And the Mar Vista Dockside Restaurant on North Longbow Key. Great views, the freshest seafood, and real toes-in-the-sand waterfront dining. The Sandbar, Beach House, and Mar Vista. A touchdown the whole team will cheer for. Fake news hotline. Just moved from Chicago. AC guy comes to the condo. Says he'll tune up the AC system twenty nine ninety nine. Sounds too good to be true. That's because it's fake news. You, my friend, are about to be upsold big time. And that twenty nine ninety nine service call could cost you thousands. Before you make an expensive mistake, Google Total Air Solutions or check out TotalAirFL.com for details and the truth about your AC system. TotalAirFL.com. That's TotalAirFL.com. Carrier. Turn to the experts. License number CAC 057284. For over 25 years, Sarasota Watch Company has provided discerning customers the expertise and professionalism they expect when it comes to luxury timepieces and fine jewelry. Sarasota Watch Company carries only the best, including Rolex, Patek Philippe, Cartier, and Tag Heuer. An expert certified watchmaker is on hand to complete all repairs and maintenance, everything from band adjustments and battery replacement to repair and pressurization of dive watches on site. Sarasota Watch Company offers Rolex service in-house for only $350. Only $350 and no sending your Rolex to some factory across the country. In addition, clients are always pleased with Sarasota Watch Company's exclusive selection of the finest rare diamond jewelry. Sarasota Watch Company pays top dollar for luxury watches and jewelry, affording you unparalleled opportunities to find rare, one-of-a-kind pieces on display. Call Sarasota Watch Company today, 953-1315, 953-1315. Sarasota Watch Company, across from Trader Joe's in Sarasota. AM 930, stress saver, traffic report. Good evening, 75, moving well through Sarasota and Manatee Counties. The DeSoto Bridge, Green Bridge, and the Sunshine Skyway all looking good. State Road 64 is moving well. No problems on Cortez. State Road 70, still some westbound delays approaching 41. University Parkway had a crash reported at 301, some westbound delays as you approach that. Fruitville, Bee Ridge, and Clark Roads all in good shape. No problems on Tuttle, Beneva, McIntosh, Proctor, or Swift. And checking out Venice, Tamiami Trail, Venice Avenue, Jack Randall Boulevard, Center Road, and the Bypass all moving well. Dave Kosh, FM 93.7, 103.1, and AM 930, The Answer. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Joey D's at 6401 Manatee Avenue West in Bradenton. Call in now with your questions for the coach at 877-969-8600. Here's Danny Carter. Welcome back here to Joey D's. We welcome everybody back into place. Everybody's eating pizza left and right around here. This $10 special they got going. Two topping everybody but Gene Gallo had pizza tonight. <laughs> it was, looked more like a, a Mexican thing. Yeah, a quesadilla. Over there, a little quesadilla run over there. 
Did look good. He didn't share it with me, though. I'm not happy. <laughs> All right, so the Hurricanes this week will travel north to play yet another hurricane. It'll be Palm Harbor University. Uh, it's a fun ride, let me tell you. It's yeah. off the beaten track, and there's no easy way to get to it as you got to go up 19 and battle traffic the whole way. But, uh, Coach, the, the – Hurricanes are up there. We'll sort of, we'll call them just Palm Harbor. It's just easier. Uh, Palm Harbor, two and three, one and one in the district. They're with another first-year head coach. I mean, they've had a lot of changes go on up there. Yeah, this is also their third head coach in three years. So uh, it's a lot of adjusting, a lot of changing, and kind of trying to figure who out, figure them out about who they are and, and what's the tendencies they like. So. But it makes it tough. I mean, if, you, if you're a player and you're there and everything's changing every week, uh, I think what I did notice looking at the roster, they're a little bit older than what we played last week. They've got quite a few more seniors in there. We've seen the quarterback before. He'll be back in there again. Uh, was not overly impressed with what they do offensively. They try to mix some things up. I, they didn't really threaten Riverview one bit last week. Uh, they did beat the Riverview Sharks, but yeah. on the flip side of that, I mean, you know, they didn't do a whole lot of anything. Wyatt Beasley's the guy. He is uh, 65% of their offense running yeah. and passing. I mean, it's, it's yeah, all revolved same, around him. Yeah, that same kid from last year yes. that, that ran around and gave us some issues last year. Uh, so, you know, he's, he has a knack for doing some good things, and he throws a nice ball too. Uh, but up front, you know, we, I think we can be successful against them up front. So, course we're going to try and come out and establish the run again because of the fact that for us to be uh have a chance win the district championship and going deep in the playoffs we got to be able to run the ball so that's going to be our focus coming in be running the ball being physical and then on defense you know really getting after them they only average 19 points a game they're giving up uh, around 35 a game kind of bodes well for for your offense and, and what you're trying to get accomplished and especially on the defensive side of things yeah i hope so uh you know but you know you see, like sometimes you know, some people come out and be world beaters. <laughs> they oh yeah, be completing everything, catching everything, yeah. and like just don't drop nothing. And like, wow, man, you never <laughs> where, know. Where did this come from? And then you got to be worried too about what, what you know, whether or not your guys get off the bus or they don't get off the bus. Yeah, that's you know, they get uh, on there and they take that ride, and sometimes they check out on you for a little bit. You know, I've seen that happen before, and I know you have. You get in a situation where you, you know, you're ready, you're prepared mm-hmm. to play. But for whatever reason, you don't come off the bus fired up, ready to do it. Next thing you know, you find yourself down seven to ten points, and you're battling from behind. Definitely, you you definitely want to fight against that. But that's why in the spring, I always like to travel the kids, get them on the bus, take them at least two hours away. Uh, then you know, we went to Lakeland early in the year, so the kids used to traveling, used to getting on bus, so they know how it is to prepare for an away game mentally more than anything else. And that's the biggest thing that kids have to be ready ready to go is mentally and focus on, on the task at hand and what needs to be done and not just think it's just, oh, okay, we're on a bus, it's a trip. Let's look at all the sites and everything else that's going on, uh, that they're focused 100% on the game and the task at hand when we get off that bus. Yeah, and the, and the fact still remains, this is 8A school. You know, this is this is the, the highest level. You still got 2,500 plus kids, and uh, and these guys, including that that quarterback, they're playing for their life. You know, they're going to come out there knowing that they've they've got to win this game uh, in order to continue on, have any shot at making the playoffs. So they're going to give they're going to give us everything they got. It's home, you know, and uh, and uh, you know you, you got to be ready. That's right, a good segue to get right into the playoff situation, and you 
And, and, and Bowen will be my expert of the playoff scenarios as we get into this thing because I don't look at it as in-depth as I used to. Manatee Riverview tied at first place, you know, for the top of the district. They're going to meet in two weeks. So, actually, it'll be a week from Friday, so we'll just we'll scratch that. And, and the, both of them, I mean, that should be a situation where it's going to the winner is going to win the district, period. Uh, then we'll look to the 8A District 5, which this is a rather interesting district. Dr. Phillips is 2-4 and four on the year. They ended up winning last week, beating Orlando Oak Ridge, who was actually in first place at the time at 1-0. and oh. And now you have Olympia who slid in there. But Olympia overall is 2-4. and four. There's not a very good team in that district at all. And I personally believe that I think when it gets down to it, Dr. Phillips will probably run the table. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Dr. Phillips has played. They played Lee County up in Georgia, uh, who was the, I think, they were the 4A state champion last year, one of the top teams in Georgia. Then they played, um, you know, they played. Um, they had a Popka and a, a Popka Mainland back And Mainland, yeah. So that's been, that's been three of their losses this year. So those are the top-level teams that they've lost to. Uh, so they're not playing no, no lightweights. And no. So they're going to be able to, once they get in that district, they're just going to be able to run through that district. The surprising part about the games that they lost, which was a, a Popka in Mainland, I believe if I'm, I believe they were back-to-back games. Yeah. Just the inability to put points up in those yeah. two games. Yeah, that was, that was very surprising. interesting for them because Dr. Phillips usually can score. They usually have some very elite-level athletes. They, they can really score some points no matter who they play. Uh, so that's that's interesting. You know, that gets you to start thinking as a coach, okay, is somebody hurt? Is somebody out? Especially once the teams later in the year start scoring a little bit more points. So you're looking at, okay, is it competition or is was someone out and injured? A key component was a running back or a quarterback that was out missing. Uh, just a key cog inside of what they were doing. Now we'll take a look at the 8A District 7, still within our region. Leading that one is Gateway and Osceola. I think without a doubt Osceola is the cream of the crop in that, that district. Uh, George Jenkins fell last week to Gateway. I can't say it's really a surprise, but they got they – got, Hammered. I mean, yeah. fifty-six to twenty-eight. They got taken to the woodshed pretty early. They play Lakeland this week. I think some things will start to fall apart for them, and they'll just kind of disappear. And I think it's going to come down to Osceola. And then what is probably the most intriguing is going to be the the eight A district eight. Vero Beach and Centennial last week play a great game against one another. Twenty to fifteen final. Uh, Vero Beach wins. They sit in first place now. Treasure Coast is a good football team, too. They've mm-hmm. played some pretty good competition. So for once, which you don't say this very often, there are three pretty quality teams in that district, which kind of worries me. You know, when you look at it, when you get in this point system, there's a chance they could have three coming out of there. Exactly. That's what I was really looking at, too, because, uh, you know, Dr. Phillips going to be the champion, Osceola going to be the champion. So that's five teams right there. Right. So that's going to leave so. it does gateway sneak themselves in if they can keep it you know you got to say they're going to have one more loss that's going to be at three losses the question is what's the competition been against and so really to kind of sum it up bowen is really you've got to win your district bottom basically line. yeah for us especially you know we got to just go out and win because those points are going to be few and far between yeah, I mean that's it. I've uh, I've uh, I've had a little bit of fun running the numbers and kind of projecting, um, you know, what what level uh, uh, each team's going to be at. You know, the FHA, the Florida High School Athletic Association basically puts you in four different categories, and you can kind of project, 
hey, this team is going to finish 6-4, and four, or if they get the six wins, you know, they're going to be a, a Category 2 team. Seven wins, that same. Or, or does this team have a chance to win 8-9-10? They'd be Category 1. And you can you can kind of mess with the points. And, you know, after next week um, – or really, really, you know, next one, you know, week or two, it'll it'll kind of shape itself out, and then there'll be some very interesting things that happen that week ten. But for us, it's all about winning the district, hosting that uh, first round uh, playoff game at Manatee, and then going from there. Um, but eight A right now, there's you know, there's 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 nobody you know, has really projected himself as that dominant. You know, and Manatee definitely has an opportunity uh, getting in the playoffs, uh, hosting that first round, and, and, and making a run at it. You know, and, and and playing our best football at the end of the year. I mean, we saw a, an Apopka team five years ago show up into the playoffs, be six and four. <laughs> you know, end up playing their best football at that time, and and then and then run the table and, and win the state championship. You know, and you know, it, and that was something we talked to the kids about early on in the season. Hey, man, last time Manatee won the state championship, we we started one and two. You know, so those records at the beginning. You know, you've got to you got to look at that, see who you've played, and uh, and obviously we played a you know a, a great Lakeland team who's right now favored to win it all in seven A and. And uh, probably didn't play our best game versus Braden River, but still, a, a, you know, a, a quality team. And so, and you know, we go from there. Yeah, was just, uh, you know what? Take care of the what's at hand today. Win your game. You don't have to worry about a thing. You just kind of look in the rearview mirror one time and say, you know what? We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks in the in the playoffs. So, and, and that Venice game is important to uh, you know to get to get those points because then you mm-hmm. you look to host later on in the in the later rounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. based on the way this is laying out, you're really going to be buying for either a three or four slot. You know, because Osceola and and Vero, the rate they're going, could be undefeated. Both could be one loss. It's going to be hard to catch that based on the fact that you've got two losses already. It won't be very, very difficult. But really doesn't matter. Once you're in, you're in, and then you just let things play out where they're going to play out because there's some other good teams that could knock off one of them. Uh, you know, and before you – who knows? You could wake up after the first week of, you know, playoffs and find out, hey, guess what? We're back at home again even though we're a three or four seed. Oh, yeah. You know, one or two go down, and you're back to the house. So a lot of crazy things are going to happen over the next couple of weeks. And – uh Next week, we will not be here at Joey D's. We will be taking it out on the road. We're going to go to GT Bray and the Wildcats field. And, Bowen, tell us a little bit about what's going on. I know last year we went and did it. It was an absolutely great time. Had a blast. No, it, it, it is. It's a, it's a great opportunity for us to go out there and uh, and, and be with our community and, 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 and the Wildcat program. Uh, you know, they've been around 33 years, one of, one of the older programs in the county. Uh, Manatee County has been very blessed. So one of the reasons we have, uh, you know, such an opportunity to, to play such good football at the high school level is because we've got great youth programs. Uh, and, you know, Manatee Wildcats is one of those. Um, you know, we've got alumni and, and four more players, uh, you know, coaching at various uh, youth teams around the county and, and uh, have an opportunity to, to see those kids compete against each other, right? And then uh, and then they end up you know getting together you know at Manatee High School and playing together. Um, it was a lot of fun. You know, I had the opportunity to play for the Wildcats and and uh, compete against those guys. And we show up uh, you know as freshmen, and the guys we were competing against were now teammates. And uh, and so the youth programs here in uh, in Manatee County and, and those kids they, they go to Manatee High School to have the opportunity for us to go out there on, on Wednesday night, uh, five thirty. We'll, we'll be out there starting the pep rally. We've got. Uh, the Manatee High School uh, uh, drum line is going to come play. Um, you know, it's just, just a lot of fun, and it, it's great for the kids, you know, um, great for our community. I enjoyed it last year. There's, it, was, it was a great time for, for interaction. I thought it was even a, a better spot of the fact that, you know, your first year being here and an opportunity to put your face in front of everybody and say, hey, 
this is who I am. This is what I, you know, and I'm here to support it as well. And I, I and that's huge. And I know you love the community atmosphere as it is around here. And I think it was a big draw for you. Oh yeah, that main draw for me just feeling at home and feeling connected with everything. And just the when people have pride in their community. They're gonna have pride in everything else. And as you just want to work with and you want to be really. Not only work, but really live around people who take pride in in, in their their city and their community and what goes on. You know, it just makes everything easier. Especially when, for me, being in a profession that deals with kids, uh, when you have people that that's their main focus, and you know everything at the school will be great. Well, there's no better place to do it than out there. I thought last year the best part to me, outside of the coach being there in front of everyone, is just people kind of interacting and and they'll come over they'll talk to us a little bit i know i've got a couple things we're working on some stuff there could be a couple surprises that we bring out ourselves uh we're going to do some giveaways we'll have stuff to give away ourselves while we're there so come by and see us talk to us a little bit ask a question i'll make sure you walk away with something that's a, that's a promise so <laughs> yeah, excellent uh, and, and and credit the, the coach here he's just done a, a, a phenomenal job of of reaching out to the community, uh, you know, for someone that's that's not from here, it can be daunting. You've got you've got tradition and history that that dates back, you know, you know, obviously prior to me being alive, you know. Uh, but he's done a great job of, of reaching out and just meeting everybody. And and uh, as as the Brewster co-president, I'm always amazed at how willing uh, people are to support our team and to support our community. Yeah, and I say that. Last week we talked about some stuff. I thought we had a pretty good crowd last week, Coach. Oh, yeah, it was a great crowd. That's one thing the kids commented on. The kids was like, because we looked up, and every in the middle was filled in. It's coming back. It's coming <laughs> so, back. Yeah, right. and that's, and that, the kids it. just played so hard for that. Slow but sure, we're getting there, and, and uh, we'll continue on uh, this week. Manatee Hurricanes will travel north to Palm Harbor to take on Palm Harbor and begin, try to stay perfect in the district and get ready for that showdown with Riverview in two weeks. So, for Gene Brown, Chad Choate, Bowen Summer, and Coach Shakir, this is Danny Carter signing off for tonight. We'll see you guys Friday night, 7 o'clock. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.